Hello and welcome to Roll Plus Heart. My name is Sarah Keep, and joining me as always are Bex Watson, Jen Blundell, and Helen Gaffey. Wow, that was fast. Yeah, that was efficient. <laughs> well done. Soup's efficient. Today we're playing the Great Soul Train Robbery by Alexi Sargent, a game of desperados robbing the train to hell. There's two basic rules to this game. Our players have two stats, lover and sinner, and they'll have to keep those balanced by doing good deeds and bad deeds throughout their journey on this cursed train. So let us begin. The train's whistle calls out across the otherwise silent desert plains, sending a jolt of fear down any sane person's spine. Plumes of hazy white steam can be seen bellowing out from between the canyons, illuminated by the light of the moon. And soon, the rhythmic sound of the pistons can be heard getting closer and closer. It is then that you catch your first glimpse of the train pushing forward through the night. Upon first glance, it seems like an otherwise normal train, but there are elements that make you feel uneasy. The cowcatcher seems sharper, more twisted. The large chimney doesn't seem to be bellowing steam, but instead pale white dust. And the headlamp that lights the track ahead is an ominous shade of crimson, matching the jet black and red color scheme of the locomotive itself. You know better. You know that this is no ordinary train. This is the train to hell. You smack the reins and your horses take off across the desert, kicking up trails of sand in your wake. There can be no certainty when it comes to something as unknowable as this train, but riding your horses like mad, you're able to pull up alongside the caboose where there is a boarding ladder. Jen, can you please introduce us to your desperado and tell us how cool they look jumping from their horse to the train? Yeah, Jen, I can't wait to see what music you put behind this. I was this, thinking about I'm imagining, I'm imagining, I, well, Spanish me too, guitar. but then I was like, you know what would be cooler? Metal. <laughs> <laughs> or True. a mix, if you could do a Country mix of Western metal. And you know metal. what, Helen? I'll just learn to make music. <laughs> Perfect. Right. I could maybe do that. You Perfect. possibly. Make a spa- you can make a metal slash Spanish guitar song. I can't do Spanish guitar. Oh. I'm not that good at guitar. <laughs> well, Just, we you go. volunteered yourself, so <laughs> get good. Um, okay, so my desperado, uh, his name is Diego Luis Antonio Miguel Diego Alejandro de la Verga, also known as El Escorpión. <laughs> <laughs> to himself only. <laughs> no one he's else. Got a says growing, this. He's got a growing reputation. Okay. <laughs> With his mum. <laughs> his parents are dead. How dare you laugh? Oh, um, Diego de la Verga leaps from his horse, his black cloak rippling in the cold air as he leaps, and he lands on two feet steady, his hands outstretched, his single pistol in one hand, and he looks up from underneath his hat, his bandana across his eyes. And he winks at no one in particular. <laughs> Bex, can you please introduce us to your desperado and describe how cool or uncool they look <laughs> jumping from the horse to the train? How could I possibly follow up that boarding of the train? Um, my desperado is preacher Adeline Cross. She is a hard-faced woman with a nose that has clearly been broken in the past. 
She's wearing a sensible duster, a hat. She's got, at the moment, some just fabric wrapped around her nose and mouth against the sand that the train is kicking up. And very much... um, Wow, my brain just broke for the word I'm looking for. (laughs) In a very different manner to uh, Diego before her, she just... Thank you. (laughs) That's the one. In contrast to Diego, whose showy boarding of the train, she visibly rolls her eyes at in the darkness. (laughs) She just, like, brings her horse um, up alongside the ladder, swings a leg over, and just kind of grabs onto the ladder, and the momentum swings her around. She just catches herself with, like, a a boot just squarely against the side of the Mm. train and then just pulls herself up. It's no nonsense. It's just efficient. And finally, Helen, can you please introduce us to your Desperado and describe how they look jumping from the horse to the train? Um, So my Desperado is um, Virginia Reed, basically your average uh, unbearable housewife. Um, But, you know, what era is 1800s style? Is is it 1800s-ish? Is that about the time period we're looking at? Late. Late 1800s. (laughs) When did trains to hell get invented? I'm kind of picturing like a Megan Fox style thing, but I like Megan Fox, you know, but um, so basically... She she rides up to the to Are the. Are you just Megan Fox and Jonah Hex? No, I'm Megan Fox no, in um, Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, so she basically rides up very like you know, kind of gracefully and um, just sort of fans her hair out and looks up at Diego and says, Diego, could you like help me onto this train? <laughs> She says that louder, but you know, mm. obviously with a with um with the Californian accent, it's really hard to say things louder. And she flutters <laughs> her eyelashes. Californians Diego. only ever speak quietly. Yeah. Diego holds out a uh, gloved hand, and he says, "Of course, my lady." <laughs> and um, he grasps your uh, outstretched hand, and with a swift movement, pulls you right close to him. I think. So your bodies are touching, puts his arm around your waist and it, and then uh, winks at you this time. She gets a fan out and just sort of flutters it at herself. <laughs> Adeline could not look more sickened. <laughs> the, the eyes are fully in the back of the head now. I just rolled them so hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Since you're no longer riding them, your horses begin to slow and peel off into the night. Now that you're on board, you're not sure how many carriages lay between yourselves and the front of the train, or indeed what nightmares may inhabit them as you slide the door of the caboose open and step inside. There are a couple of unmade beds in the caboose, presumably for the staff of the train to rest in, but they must be on duty at this moment, so thankfully the carriage is empty, so you have a chance to collect yourselves before moving on. Adeline is pulling the scarf from her face now that they're indoors stuffing it into a, uh, a pocket. I think she probably has like a shotgun. I think that <laughs> those are the vibes um, mm-hmm. that she's using just to prod um, kind of the bedding, just lifting it up, making sure there's nothing kind of lying around there, I think. As you lift the bedding on one of them, you see there is a skeleton sat underneath the sheets. Dios mio. Ew. <laughs> What's that doing there? I do not know. We are, of course, on a train to hell. Anything is possible. Yeah, but why would they just leave that there? I don't even understand. Maybe we should, like, cover it back up. Preacher, do you have answers here? 
Well, he's dead. And she'll just <laughs> drop the uh, the cover back on. Be like, either way, nothing we can do for him now. True. <laughs> Should we? Uh... Sorry. <laughs> My brain just went somewhere else for a second. You just got two turned on, Helen. I did. I was just like, look at my cheeks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Helen is flustered. (laughs) Didn't think this would be the horny episode. (laughs) I see you were attracted to my voice last time, and you, you know, we're just we're just Mm -hmm. flipping between Mm -hmm. each other at this point. Um, I think you're all ridiculous. Thanks. I'm just kidding. I'm attracted to you all, all of the time. Yay. All of the time, every day. I don't Yay. need a silly accent. I just think it's sexy. You too, listeners. You. <laughs> um, we're saying. <laughs> I don't know. We've all got flustered now. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Just derailed the train right off the bat here. We, this is all going. It's all going out. Is it? Yes. <laughs> yes. I'll keep this for myself. I'm going to export this little clip just for myself so I can listen back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Diego is going to, he's going to sweep the room and have a look under some beds and just make sure that there's no one hiding or any, you know, treasures or u- useful things. He He assumes that the magical prickly pear that can heal any illness that he's secretly hoping to find on this train is not going to be held back here but it is quite small so you never know true you don't know exactly where it might be if in fact it is on this train so it is a smart idea to sweep this mm-hmm. carriage where the staff presumably you never do know. their living or un- unliving um but there's no other things in this room apart from the skeleton in the bed oh, and okay. it's quite a sparse caboose. Um, Virginia also knows that the the soul that she's looking for is not in the room because otherwise she'd be deeply irritated. Um, <laughs> she's looking for Which, the soul of um, Josiah Reed, her husband, and, you know, mainly oh. just to fucking have a go at him for how he died. Leaving her alone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with no one else to help care for the cat. Yes. And, and five and also children. their children and whatever. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. five now. I think it's five now because two did seem like too little. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. oh dear. Um, Senoritas, may I suggest that we proceed to the next carriage of this train? Sure. Like, yeah, of course. Like, that's how this works. I think, right? Excellent. I will go first. Stand back. There may be danger. That's very chivalrous of you. We can only hope. You are welcome. Mm? Mm? What was that? Just a prayer. And he winks at you because he's not sure what else to do. (laughs) (laughs) He gets stony-faced silence in return. I see we are flirting again, preacher. I used to be in your congregation and that's like the shortest prayer you've ever done. (laughs) So, like, if you could keep them that short from now on, that'd be great. I'll bear it in mind. (laughs) What a team we are. Forwards. (laughs) I'm going to kick it down. I'm going to kick down every door. Oh, you're going to kick it? (laughs) As you kick the door to the caboose open, um, you see the skeleton in the bed begins to sort of rustle and begin to form into perhaps a conductor for the train so you think it is best to keep moving Ah, forward preacher you said this guy was you said you did not understand let us move let us move come on (laughs) 
as you step out onto the footplate between the caboose and the first carriage and feel the wind rushing by as you slide open the next door and truly begin your descent. What you see appears to be nothing more than a normal passenger carriage with people sat on uncomfortable wooden benches talking, reading newspapers, looking out the window. But the closer you look at them, the more you notice. They all exhibit signs of how they died. Festering gunshot wounds, ligature marks on the neck, blood-stained handkerchiefs. Wow, this looks like a party I went to once. Like, <laughs> everyone there in the saloon had had a big fight, and they all looked like shit the next day. You'll go to some interesting parties, senorita. <laughs> what a place for a woman so beautiful as yourself. <laughs> Well, like, when your husband dies, like, you have to then start to go to parties and, like, (laughs) find someone, but they were all really smelly. They all stink. We do all stink out here. That is true. (laughs) I stink so bad. (laughs) You know I only own one white blouse. (laughs) You look down and it's very definitely brown, not white. (laughs) I uh, assume there is nothing stored in this room, this carriage, (laughs) but we may still uh, face trouble as we move forward, so take care. Cuidado, as we say in my language. (laughs) Is anyone looking up at us as we enter the carriage, or are they all just, like, head down? Uh, A few people turn and take notice, and... In regard to what Diego said, some of them have bags that oh. could be housing items um, if you wanted to try and sneak some of their possessions away from them. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I've got an idea. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Me too, I'm going to I'm gonna, like click my fingers and go, everyone in this carriage, we're going to do an inspection of your baggage. So we need to check that you haven't got any, like, guns or, like, dynamite so you don't explode this train. So open your bags, please, everyone. Okay, Helen, I'm going to need you to give me a sinner roll. Okay. Now, in this game, the players have two stats, lover and sinner, and they both start at three. Now, what Helen needs to do here is roll below three to succeed. And if she does, the sinner stat will go up to four and her lover stat will go down to two. Okay, so is it just 1d6? Yeah, unless you can apply your specialities or leanings. Um, as a widow, <laughs> my speciality is grit. I don't know whether that's like that's not really a no. grit thing, as that's kind of more deception, isn't it? I, um, yeah, I think. I mean, it's pretty gritty, but like, it's not grit. <laughs> it's not true grit. No, it's not true grit. It's like half grit, you know, like in soap. <laughs> Roll your dice. <laughs> I got a three. Uh, so yeah, if you meet it, yeah, exactly. You meet it, you succeed. So you will now edit your stats so that you are a little more sinful and a little less lovery. <laughs> is meet it, succeed, but? Is succeed that how it works? With a thing, yeah. With a complication, yeah. I think. Mm. Yes, you succeed, but I will add a little complication. So a lot of them pull the bags out from under the chair and present them to you um, to start rifling through, if you would so 
choose. Yes, I would like to rifle through some bags. Uh, yeah, I think Adeline, uh, conscious that they've only just left a car where they saw who might be the conductor, is going to very briskly and again just kind of using her shotgun to pull open, you know, the sides of people's bags, just kind of peering in. Um, yeah, I'm just, just going to do a cursory rifle, just, you know, make sure that the soul of my dead husband isn't in one of their bags, I guess, <laughs> is what I'm doing. <laughs> or a pair. And what was yours, um, Bex? What are you looking for? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, that was a mystery. Oh. <laughs> um, so you begin to look into these bags and you don't you'd see much. You see very meager belongings, um, perhaps a few, like, dollars and sort of sentimental things but nothing valuable that you would think was worth uh stealing but as you look into one person's bag uh she looks up at you and goes excuse me do you do you happen to have the time do i (laughs) i don't know do you have a watch you could have a watch uh yes i'm going to say i have a like a little pocket watch type have your husband's pocket watch Mm. yeah 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 only it smashed on the time he died (laughs) useful (gasps) all right joel from the last of us take it down a notch so well no come on it's a classic trope and actually i think some westerns have that in it anyway um she's gonna take out and go well my watch says 2 p.m but that might not be right oh and do you know do you know where this train's going (laughs) God, do I lie to that? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to be like, yeah, it's going somewhere really nice, hun. You'll love it. It's like hot and like, you know, like a beach kind of scenario, but no water. <laughs> I wonder if this is worth rolling to see. If, yeah. In fact, give me... Give me another. Give me another sinner roll. I think that you might, lying I to feel this like that might soul. be a lover though, because I'm Ooh. I'm lying to protect her her feelings. Well, maybe. Okay, you're trying kindness? to balance out. I, well, I'm just trying to be nice to her. I'm like, I'm not going to be like, you're going to hell, be- fucking shit, shit out of luck, mate. You know, like that's just mean. <laughs> because I I should I should also say you don't want your stats to ever reach the maximum. Okay. Of any. And the maximum being six and one or six and six. zero. Yeah, six, six and, one. and one. Okay. F- five and one? Well, no, six, yeah, it would be six and zero. My bad. Listen, I'm not here to do maths. I'm here to bullshit, bullshit about trains. Okay. Uh, obviously, you can say that's not true, but I think that's like a nice, kind white lie, if you will. All right. Give give me a lover roll. It will be hard for you to succeed. That's a six. Oh, well. Do I not? So do the points not change if I fail? I don't believe so, no. Okay, so it just stays two and four. Right, okay, 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 okay. Yep. But, um, and remember, you can always try call to change a stat yourself outside of a roll by... You can call for a flashback to increase your sinner stat or do a sacrifice, sacrifice to increase your lover stat. Yeah, I'm okay. doing that right now. I'll pop that shit. No. <laughs> um, but you see the woman looks confused and she's like, why am I here? I don't remember why I'm here. And the person next to her is like, I don't remember either. What? Why? Oh, of course, panic. Where are we? Where are we going? Why? What are we doing on this train? Uh, and you start to see the people on this train beginning to get riled up and panicked at the realization that something isn't right here. I'm gonna shove my shotgun into 
uh, Virginia's hands, um, pull the Bible from my pocket, kind of hold it up and just uh, do a little sermonizing, I guess. Uh, in a just like a... That's what we brought you for. Yeah. Sermonizing and shooting. Ladies, gentlemen, please. Our journeys in life are full of uncertainty. Always. And though we may not know our road, the good Lord does. If you are here, you are here for a reason. Finding that reason may take prayer or reflection. That is something that we can do now and here. Take the hand of someone, a stranger, a loved one if they're here. Close your eyes and remember who you are, where you walk and who walks with you. Be not afraid and walk your path with certainty, no matter where it may lead. Amen. 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 Praise Amen. the Lord. Um, Helen. Amen. The woman, the woman grabs hold of your hand very tightly and closes her eyes. And at that moment, you see the door you came through open and there is a flaming skeleton in a black suit who shambles forward It is time for us to leave. Maybe you should all do this prayer in silence together with your eyes closed and we will be standing right here. I promise. Always. (laughs) Can Can I move like with her hand in my hand, I'm just going to sort of place her hand or try and move her hand onto the person, ne- the dude next to her and just sort of clap them Switch together. <laughs> she she doesn't want to let go. So you will have to be brutal if you want to move forward. Okay, I'm going to wrench my hand out of her crisp. Crisp? Out of her crisp. <laughs> um, do I need to make another roll for that? Yes. Um, Do not worry, Virginia. If you cannot pull your hand from this dead woman's grasp, I will shoot it off for you. Jesus. Not your hand. Her hand. Uh, Her dead hand from her dead corpse. I rolled a one. That's perfect. You've succeeded. That means I have to move one from lover into sinner and now I'm Mm 5-1. Yeah. So you probably won't want to do another sinner anytime soon. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Uh -uh. Or you'll have to do something noble and sacrificial. But uh, you... Pull so hard that the woman falls out of her chair forward into the aisle. And you see that while the rest of the passengers are placated by the prayer, she goes back to realising exactly why she's here and where she's going and starts crying on the floor as you run for the next exit. Oopsie daisy. (laughs) Never too late for a prayer. (laughs) God bless. I I forgot. Did I make you roll for the prayer, Bex? No, you didn't. (laughs) No, okay. Whoopsie poopsie, roll for the prayer. (laughs) What am I... I, So it's my skill, so do do I get to roll two d6? Yeah, two and choose the lowest one, I think it was. Yeah. Okay, so it's a one and a four. So one. Great. So yeah, you, you succeeded, but you must now move one of your sinners into lower. So as you rush back out into the cold night air between carriages, you slam the door shut and look back to see the woman still crying on the floor, sadly. Listen, she did a bad thing to get here. Yeah, like, she probably killed a cat or something, right? (laughs) Our hands are clean. (laughs) My conscience, Crystal. I've never seen your hands clean. I wear gloves all of the time. Mm, Because they're filthy. They are filthy gloves, you are correct. I stink so bad. So bad. (laughs) But so do you. I don't know. I quite like your musk. So do all of the senoritas. <laughs> and he winks at both of you at the same time. He just blinks. He just blinks. <laughs> yes. Let's get moving. Virginia winks back real quick. 
Adeline just pushes past him to open the next door. (laughs) (laughs) As you enter into the next carriage, you're forced to sidle down a narrow corridor that runs along individual rooms. Within are bunk beds with people laying motionless. They're almost certainly dead, but you just have to wonder why these ones aren't mobile like the souls in the last carriage. Like, maybe these ones, like, um, did the sin of, like, sloth. That is an interesting theory. Like, and they're just really sleepy. Or maybe they're too dangerous to be walking around, even on a train like this. Let's not linger. Should I shoot them to make sure? No. Are you sure? Very. I don't know. I'm pretty good at shooting. That is why they call me El Scorpion. Are scorpions really good at shooting? It is... No, but it is like the sting. They, you see, the bullet from the bullet from my gun is like the sting of the scorpion. You see, unlike oh, a normal bullet, which is like a soft little touch from a feather of an no, angel. But I, they, it's because I shoot very well. I should show you some time. Like, does the way you shoot it make it like harder or something? Uh, that is what they say. <laughs> that is what she has said. Yes. <laughs> Oh, Adeline does not want to be here so badly. (laughs) Is is anything, is any prize worth this? No, no, not at all. No. Never, never again. As you continue to sidle, you look into one of the sleep rooms and see a woman with long blonde hair singing gently to the soul in the bed. He thrashes around restlessly as she strokes his hair in a gentle fashion until finally his eyes turn a milky white and he lays back motionless. Is she fit? Oh, super fit. Oh, do not worry. I have got this one. And he strides forwards. Hello. Boy. Senorita, we are looking for the treasures on this train. I'm sure you could help. (laughs) Seems like a bad idea. She lifts a finger to her lips. Mmm and then walks out of the sleeper carriage towards you. Silencio. I like it. I can be silent too, you know. I can, and I will, for you, most beautiful lady. He's not real good at promises. <laughs> have you got a ticket for the sleeper car? The sleeper car? Yes, I have a uh, ticket. Come closer and I will show you. He's, t- he's trying to put the moves on. I'm going for a, I'm going for a lover thing yeah. here. Absolutely. Give me a lover roll. Shame. This really should be my speciality, but I'll do a trick shot at some point. Wait, what am I rolling again? <laughs> yeah, shame that knockoff Zorro wasn't an archetype in this playbook. <laughs> no, right? What were they thinking? So 1d6 and I'm trying to roll under three. Mm-hmm. I rolled a six. <laughs> She's not feeling El Scorpion. El Scorpion is not doing it for her, apparently. Um, she strokes the side of your face and then takes you by the hand and leads you towards one of the empty beds. I am feeling strangely non-resistant to this. <laughs> Something is not right. Virgin- Virginia's gonna gonna intercede in some kind of sacrificial manner, I think. Like, because oh. this seems like something. <laughs> just watching with a shotgun on her shoulder, like, uh-huh. Almost certain Diego's gonna die if, if left in this scenario. So, um, how would I... How would I characterize a sacrifice do you know what i mean like how do i do something that would 
put Diego out of harm's way, but put yourself into harm's way. Okay. Um, Maybe a distraction, a loud, a noisier distraction. Well, perhaps. what I'm thinking I'm going to do is I'm going to get my threshing scythe out. Um, <laughs> you did lay out your pocket just to pack down one. Well, it's like it's a tra- 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 threshing scythe. Hanging down my sides. Hanging down my sides. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm just going to slash off the. We'll try to slash off the arm that's holding on, to, like the lady's arm, not Diego's. Okay. <laughs> to Thank be clear, you. and then kind of push him out of the way. If you okay. see what I'm saying. Mm. So that doesn't feel so sacrificial to me. It does feel like it is a lover role because you're doing something nice for another person. Right, so it doesn't feel sacrificial. Well, this is what I'm saying. How do I? How do I characterize? Because that was what came into my head as the thing that I could do for that situation, but I can't like. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, okay, actually, I'm going to allow it. You can move a point, but you will be in incredible danger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> seems, that seems fair. <laughs> so the sacrifices are automatic successes because you get to move the yeah the point, but you, you're in the danger. Okay, so I'm going to say to the, the ghosty, spooky lady, back off, bitch. I had my <laughs> eyes on him first. Okay. <laughs> And then you pull out your scythe and chop the arm mm-hmm. that was holding on to Diego, and it falls to the ground, but immediately grabs onto your ankle and trips oh, you. So you are now on your back, and the woman lets go of Diego's face and face. Gr- <laughs> well, she had she had she one like, arm oh, on I your. Face. She was okay. Yeah. I thought you yeah. were like, like full on <laughs> gripping his face. <laughs> wow. That- no, she was she was being very gentle leading you to the bed and mm. you were not resistant because you're a horny fuck. Yeah. But now she has jumped on top of Virginia and has a hand around her neck and is trying to whisper slash scream a lullaby into Virginia's ear. <laughs> I'd like to hear that, Sarah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You bring these on yourself. Can't you, can't, can't you do it in editing no. after the fact, Jen? No, because I don't no, know I what a whisper no one's scream sounds hear what like. It sounds like. I don't know either. I'm not a death you know metal what, Sarah, singer. Let's do. Let's look. We'll be quiet for a second. You do two versions, and we'll layer them over each <laughs> other. I don't know. Let me pull up some Lord Huron lyrics or something. <laughs> in the meantime, I'm trying to decide what to do. I have two options. I think. Diego could do a trick shot or something. He's um, he a good trick shot. Th- that's my specialty. That's why. Yeah, that's my specialism. My my options are one. Does this rely on sound? In which case, uh, I'm just gonna fire my gun right next to Virginia's ear. That solves that problem. <laughs> oh, it does. Um, Jen, let me give you your audio. You nasty little audio <laughs> whore. Thank you. Little my freak, full name. Audio freak. Mm. I can't sing, so feel free to pitch shift this after the fact. I cannot do that, so uh, maybe just <laughs> oh, make it nice no. and flat. Like it doesn't, it doesn't. Don't maybe don't. You don't have to sing it. I wouldn't have. I'd have just done it in like a monotone. Yeah. yeah, chant like a little chanty. Go on. You arrive along with the sun. Where have you been, darling? What have you done? Nice. Now, now nah. the scream. Now the scream. Give it. <laughs> The beauty of that being Discord cut it all out so you were just <laughs> sitting in the background with your well, mouth the, open. The, the capture got it and it was real nasty. Yeah. The Discord went, ooh, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so um, Adeline, you're going to fire a gun to death, stop yeah. Virginia from hearing from it. hearing this noise. Um, mm, this is this is complicated because it's both kind but also kind of mean. It's hard it's to know. A if bit this of a is dick a... move, but at the same time, if yeah. it works. Oh, do you think this might deafen? Uh... Yeah, I'll let you choose what stat you want to roll, Bex, because it's both. It is both lover and okay. Sinner. And so I guess the thing is here, it would be easier f- to do it for my higher stat, but then I would, if I succeed, I pitch it too, f- I might pitch it too far that way. Yeah. I, um, Adeline's not feeling very patient or um, loving in this moment. Um, she's kind of regretting that these are the two people that she's managed to end up here with. So I think it's probably going to be a sinner role, which is going to be more difficult to hit. But at the same time, I don't want to immediately end up stacked. Yeah, uh-huh. that makes sense. And once, so we'll give it a go. I rolled a two, which is the same as my stat currently. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So you can rebalance those, and the gunshot goes off, and Virginia, you can no longer hear this siren's call. They recoil one arm <laughs> um, <laughs> to the back of this sleeper carriage. You still have one arm clasped onto your leg, but you can sort of back out of this room of bunk beds if you'd like um the 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 arm clasped onto your leg is not connected to the body of the siren (laughs) okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna leave (laughs) and i hope we've all learned a lesson about beautiful women no never i will fall for them again and again and again and again and for you preacher again I cock the shotgun <laughs> to, empty, to empty the spent cartridges. It's my response to that. Mm. I mean, Diego's response to that obviously should be something like, ah, you want to sh- cock my shotgun? <laughs> you can cock my shotgun anytime. I ram new bullets <laughs> into the shotgun. Ooh. And snap it shut. You like it a lot. And then use it. To push Diego, like I use the barrel of the mm. loaded shotgun to push Diego out of the way, okay, <laughs> so that I can I continue down the corridor. What a woman! As you say that, you see the siren bang up against the glass door of the sleeper room, mouth open wide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there a way for us to like lock it or open your mouth? Oh, you can, <laughs> you can just. <laughs> you you can just run. Okay, great, yeah. great, 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 I'm just great, leaving. Great. Yeah, we're definitely, we're, we're moving forwards, we're moving forwards. Is the arm still on your ankle? I think it is. Yeah, you, as you, as you uh, step back out into the air, you can maybe try and kick it off the side of the train. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to sort of like, you know how you do when you've got uh, dog shit on your foot? <laughs> Just scrape it off. Scrape yeah. it, yeah. Scrape it off the side. That's my plan. I need, do I need to do a rule for that? Is that lover or sinner? <laughs> oh, it's definitely... Hmm. I'm joking. Please don't make me wrong. Definitely for it. sinner, but yeah. I don't think you do. <laughs> so, as you make the quick jaunt between cars again, you find yourself now in a long saloon car. There's a bar on the right hand side with many drinks anchored in place behind it, and tables with drinkers and gamblers alike on the left hand side. Ooh. Mm. Well, Gambling. This looks like a fun cart. Anyone want to play, like, craps or something? So what I'm hearing is we're not learning a single lesson about the train to hell. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender shouts out to you, uh, what are you having? I will take a tequila. 
Ron Tequila coming up. I just Did really, I, say one? I really <laughs> want an old fashioned, if that's okay. And an old fashioned, absolutely. <laughs> but this is oldie time, so we call it a kind of fashioned. fashioned. It's a fashioned You say that, but it was actually invented in, in the 1800s and they called it the old fashioned. There I, you I go. Believe, I believe that's what is, I've learned in my drink history. even then. It was old fashioned oh. even when it was invented. <laughs> and for you, preacher, do you drink? You know, I have brought my own. Hit flask. Yeah. She just pats it though. She doesn't drink from it. Mm. Like, I see you haven't even shared that so far, and I think that's quite rude. Maybe if you attend a communion more often, you wouldn't be so wanting for drink. I don't know how to respond to that. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good line. Fair enough. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah fair, 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 right, fair, You're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> the bartender places a tequila and an old fashioned down in front of you, and you probably have time to have one drink. I don't see any harm in that. Um, mm, you said that in a way. But Diego, you. Hmm? What? No. <laughs> Diego. Is you. you what? One of the gamblers. It's not a trap. One of the gamblers. <laughs> One of the gamblers um, call, calls out to you. He goes, Diego, hey, you son of a bitch. You fucking killed me. Do I recognize him? I don't, do, I don't know. How many people do you kill? Well, most of them know me as El Escorpion. But I've probably killed a Let few. Let me take that again. Oh, okay. I no. don't. Maybe he's a, maybe he's like an ex-partner no. that you betrayed. Yeah, Someone no, he, he, he probably. You know what? To be honest, look, he wears a little strip of black cloth across his eyes. Everyone it's knows it's Diego de la Vega. <laughs> <laughs> so he thinks he's trying to tell everyone it's El, El Escorpion. But you know, and he uh, he looks around. And he says, "I see no Diego here, but uh, Carlos, is that?" Yeah. That's yeah, you. it is. You son of a bitch. Oh, good to see you. How are you doing? Uh, we haven't seen oh, each I'm other since. Very dead. Yes. Since you killed me. Yes, you son I of a bitch. You. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. You know how it is. Oh, I hey, I would have killed you if you hadn't killed me. <laughs> These lives that we live. But you know I am also always searching for justice. Past tense. Yes, you are dead. You are dead since I shot you in the face. <laughs> From on, uh, from up yeah, when I was hanging a... upside down, and I had no, and my hands were bound, and also my feet, and I held the revolver in my mouth. El Scorpion. Yeah, Carlos, Carlos only has one eye mm. because the other one is a big bullet wound. Um, Can I ask? Did you use the? He, did he you gestured... use your tongue to 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 pull the trigger? It's a very dexterous tongue. Okay? I was just thinking that. I was like, <laughs> maybe you know, interesting, interesting for the listeners to know. That's all I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then maybe Virginia will find out later. Maybe later. she'll open her mouth. Who knows? <laughs> Carlos <laughs> ushers for you to come over and join him at the gambling table. Bartender, just hand me the bottle and another glass. And <laughs> I want to um, carry uh, a bot the two the two tequilas over and a bottle and walk over to the table. Can I, as he's going, just? put a hand flat on Diego's chest and just look into his eyes eyes and just be like, be careful what you gamble with here. These men don't have much money left, but there are worse things to lose, I fear. He looks down at your hand and then looks up and kind of like raises an eyebrow. (laughs) Wise words as always, preacher. I will bear them in mind. No, you won't. (laughs) She takes her hand (laughs) up and lets (laughs) you. Um, 
Virginia's gonna just sort of turn to Adeline and go, like, I'm starting to think he's kind of a liability. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're starting to. Yeah. Like, after that last, like, with the, you know, I think he's... He's starting to wear on me a little bit. <laughs> Maybe let that percolate a bit. You might understand how I feel. Uh, uh, and But as you say that about liabilities, uh, you think, Virginia, that you see a familiar soul further down the carriage at the bar. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Could be nice. Um <laughs> You know when you you see someone you know and you're like, okay, I didn't really want to talk to them, and I just sort of pretend like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, um, it was my but obviously is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Oof. uh, you know, I'm like purposely looking, like I've turned my whole head around, like, just like I've I've not seen <laughs> okay. you. My my implication was that it might be your husband, but now I'm actually enjoying the idea that um, this is just someone you don't like. So tell me more about who this person is. Uh, I didn't even think of my husband. Um, <laughs> yeah, I assumed it was your husband, which is why I was mildly confused. <laughs> I did. I didn't. I genuinely didn't even think. You've um, forgotten your husband already. That is the effect of Diego. Tell me about this person that you do not want to um, talk to on the train to hell. Okay, let me think. Who would I not want to? It's it's my old um, school teacher. Mm. Yeah, from back in Boston, where I was a child. Have fun, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> when they had come from England. Harvard Yard. <laughs> Car park in the Harvard Yard. Car park. How'd you like them? Nope. I can't do it, and so I won't do it. It would only be an insult. Sorry, that was exactly like Bali. <laughs> Less offensive, I think. Uh, mainly, yeah. mainly just to the people of Boston. Um, but yeah, so they're my old uh, school teacher, and I really, really don't want to talk to them about how my life's turned out. <laughs> Fair enough. Relatable. Yeah. Uh, Diego, as you sit down at the table, Carlos grabs one of the glasses gleefully, and uh, it's like, ah, oh, man. Ooh, so how you been living? How you been living these years? You know how it is, Carlos. Wild, fast, free, beautiful women. Justice. Truth. Taking money from rich people and giving it to poor people. Is that a a Zorro thing or is that a Robin Hood thing? I've not seen the Zorro films in some time. He is himself very rich, but he does, does, like, defend the workers' rights, I would say, more than giving them money. He's like a union I don't think think he was rich until he married Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, not until he married Catherine Zeta-Jones, but they keep all that wealth. (laughs) Oh, yes, 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 yes. They are living at large. But... Um, Diego, D- Diego never, Diego did not get the Catherine Zeta Jones. So um, we're still, we're still, we're still Zorro one at this point. Zorro one, poor, <laughs> poor, poor Zorro. There's like Bloody a whole Zorro. actual history of Zorro that's not Antonio Banderas, but no, there's <laughs> only Antonio Banderas. <laughs> mm. Oh boy. <laughs> um, and Carlos goes, and so hey, how'd you, how'd you die? Me. 
Friend, I am not yet dead. I am here for this Donnie's train for other reasons. Well, what other reasons are you talking about? <laughs> Let us just say, this is perhaps the biggest job of my life, because I will be stealing everything that is on this train and taking it back, including the prickly pear that will save the life of my mentor, Anthony Bobkins. Huh. I remember, I remember Anthony Bobkins. <laughs> yes, he taught me everything I know about shooting this gun. And he holds his gun up. So in, in many ways, Anthony Bobkins is responsible for my death as well. You could say that. But then, by that extension, you could also blame my mother. <laughs> and I would not allow that, for she is a fine woman. Sure. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to level with you i know i know where this pear cactus that you're looking for is you know excellent then you shall tell me and everything will be good between us yes thank you my friend i knew i could rely on you once again business let us uh drink to that (laughs) no 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 we're gonna play we're gonna play a hand of cards for it You do not remember I used to beat you every single time. That might be the case. That might still be the case. But there's no harm in trying. El Scorpion has many skills, and one of them is winning at cards. So I back my chances. So, do you know what we play for in this carriage? No. I assume it is knowledge about the prickly pear, and also maybe some coins, yes, and maybe another drink. The... Knowledge is what I'm offering, but what you can offer to me is uh, a cherished memory. A cherished memory. You see, the longer you stay on this train, the harder it is to remember who you are and any moment of joy you ever experienced in this life. I remember the moment you killed me so clearly because it, ooh, it's a real sticking point in my throat. And but I looked pretty I don't cool, remember, too. <laughs> I don't remember the sound of my daughter's laugh i don't remember the day i got married so i would love i'd just love something of that tear memory from you to me if i win this hand of cards you have yourself a deal amigo in the background adeline Um, rolls her eyes (laughs) (laughs) adeline the bartender leans over and goes you sure i can't get you a drink (laughs) Oh, I'm certain. Thank you. Nothing to worry about. There's no traps to drinking our drinks. They're all perfectly safe. She just... I imagine she's, like, kind of leaning against the bar, kind of (laughs) facing um, so that she can watch Diego fuck up whatever he's about to fuck up. And I imagine she literally just really slowly turns her head and looks into the bartender's eyes with a look that just says, like, please, (laughs) look at my face (laughs) and and say that again. I dare you. Dealing with a small one, I see. How about you, ma'am? Can I get you another drink? <laughs> I am starting to think like it would be a bad idea to have a second drink here. <laughs> like, I don't know about you, Adeline, but I'm starting to think like maybe the drinks affect your memory and shit. <laughs> Astounding. How do you do it? I know, I'm just really smart. <laughs> As you say that, you feel the presence of a 
stern figure stood behind you, Virginia. You wanna you wanna start the conversation now with the the accent? You wanna, you wanna do that? No, I don't. I want to see you try and ignore <laughs> the fact she stood behind you. Um yeah, Virginia Virginia just sort of, you know. Mean meanwhile from it's just like the Babadook stood behind your shoulder, just sort of like <laughs> not saying anything, just breathing heavily on your neck. I believe someone's trying to get your attention there, Virginia. Well, like, everyone's always trying to get my attention because I'm like super hot, so that's fine. <laughs> Adelaide is so done with both of you. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like Adeline is in the perfect context and these two are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who let these jokers the, turn it's up? It's like Adeline is the one human person in a film of Muppets. <laughs> yes. 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 So yes. fucking That's true. Exactly the so vibe. So fucking true. That is the vibe. <laughs> oh. Which is the hottest Muppet? Um, just... Beaker. <laughs> Beaker is playing Gonzo. Diego. Anyway, back at the table. <laughs> Slipping that in there. Actually, no. Actually, no. Let's hear the other two hottest Muppets. Or oh, mu- oh, Muppets that fit your uh, characters, maybe. I just assumed hottest Muppet because Diego's. He needs to be played by the hottest Muppet. So who is the hottest Muppet? Sorry, I think but it's also, Animal. It's the ho- animal it's is the hottest Miss Muppet. Piggy. What the mm. fuck? <laughs> Wow, yeah. we got, we've got Beaker, Miss Piggy, Gonzo, and Animal. I love Animal. He's got like fucking chaos vibes. I have to be 100% honest with you, the only Muppet thing I've ever seen is Muppet Treasure Island. An excellent choice. So that's all the yeah. knowledge I have of the Muppets. Tim Curry's pretty high in that. I also quite like the um, I like the Muppet bassist. She looks quite pretty sexy, to be fair. Oh, that's true. The she Muppet is. Bassist, she's she like, is I don't good. know what her name is, but she's... Mm. Um, I got another. Back at Diego's <laughs> table, I took us off that trail. You are dealt a hand of cards. Uh-huh. And I'm wondering how we decide. How we decide who will I think it's probably just through a role. Yeah, and- but I will let you decide um if you want to try and cheat. Yeah. It's a sinner role. Janice oh, yeah. is the name of If the, you want to try the, and be honorable. That I'm thinking about. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, I knew it had a J, but I couldn't place it. So thank you. Um, (laughs) If you want to cheat, Mm -hmm. you can do a sinner roll. If you'd like to play this hand straight, you can do a lover roll. Oh, okay. So I have to. Okay. You know what? I will. I'm currently still on equal points. So there's no mechanical advantage either way. I think actually Diego, I mean, he is, he is a Zorro. He's all here for justice. He's also a bit sneaky. Does he play cards straight? Nah, nah, he's going to try and he's going to try and slip a card um, because he's, you know, he's a chap. He's a little chappy. Also, who <laughs> plays cards straight in the wild, wild west Yeah, on a hell train? Okay, so 1d6 rolling, trying to roll below three, right? Yep. Fuck that dice. Just roll me two sixes in a row that one has. So what that's another bitch. six. I know, right? So you start to stay the same. But unfortunately, you have a bad hand of cards. And as the river comes down, you do not get any pairs. And so when it comes time to call, you see that Diego has the winning hand. It's like, oh, yes. What memory do I want the most from you? Mierda. Catherine, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Was it? Was that who you 
Catherine Beta Jones. Catherine Beta Jones. Catherine Beta Jones. That was her name. We were destined to be in love, but fate tore us apart at the last second. Oh shit! But it's those you... moments that we shared. But did you fuck? Did you yes. fuck? You yes, fucked. we did. I want we that. Did. I, I want the memory of you really fucking. Good. good. Give me the fuck memory. I cannot part with that. I use it on a regular basis. Too bad. Uh, and he no, leans over, touches the side of your head. Not my wank bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's gone. It's um, the only fuck I've ever done. <laughs> wow, oh. you've revealed something. <laughs> Shit. No, he doesn't say that out loud. No one else gets to but know. He but he's it. screaming it with his eyes. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Diego goes, you can play another round if you want. I'd love another memory. I need to. Carlos says that. You're Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, true. Um, and he, Diego, f- sits for a moment and then he thinks of Anthony Bopkins and has a little flash, you know, a little moment. And Catherine of, Brady Jones. <laughs> but he, it's Anthony Bopkins who is, you know, he has a little montage, quick mon- memory montage of them sparring and fighting and whatever, and him training and shooting and, and laughing and talking and drinking tequila. And then Anthony Bopkins getting ill and lying on his bed and looking pale. And he's like, no, I must do this. For my mentor, I will play another round with you. You cannot take anything greater than that from me. Okay. Um, give me a sinner or a lover roll. Okay, let us try. Gonna try and cheat again, so. That's a two this time. So that's under. Woof. Yes. So this time, got a great hand. You got a pair of kings in the hand, and then a third comes down on the river. Ha <laughs> ha. And so when Carlos reveals, he doesn't have anything. It's the damn. I really wanted to spitefully take the memory of Anthony Bobkins from you, or at least one of your good memories of him. Or maybe the memory that he's dying so that you'd forget why you're on this fucking train. <gasps> that would have been cruel. Very cruel. I remember now why, why I killed you. Yes, because you're a dickhead. I would not use those words. I am a bringer of justice and peace, and also you are being a little shit around that time, so, uh, you know, you kind of deserved it. Tara, I think you'll find you're called dickhead on the thing, so, like, if, if there's anything... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just in case anyone is wondering... Uh... Yeah. I set everyone's names as their in-game names, and Sarah's just dickhead. Yep. Dickhead. Yep. Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. If the if the shoe fits. <laughs> if um, the hat with the phallus on it fits. <laughs> I would um uh unfortunately for you though, you owe me my prize. Information. Where is the prickly pear that will save the life of dear Anthony Bobkins? Well, it's in the conductor's carriage. It's the last carriage before the end of the train. Cojones. Okay, that is fine. At least I know where it is. Thank you for this game. It has reminded me of why I am doing this. Great. I'm going to think about Catherine Beta-Jones for a bit, if you want to leave the table. I wish I... The table just rises gently. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot remember what you are thinking of. But I have a memory of thinking of that and it being it being very good. Was do I look good? While while Virginia continues to ignore the Babadook on her shoulder, you see the door open and the flaming skeletal conductor is stood there. Um, I'm just going to 
grab Diego by the collar and drag him. He's probably yeah. in the process of getting up from his yeah. seat, but I still just <laughs> take the collar and drag him, take Virginia's arm and kind of turn them both, shove them towards the back of the train, give a quick ma'am to the like Babadook just, just <laughs> still standing there. Um, <laughs> And I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna turn around. Harvard Yard. <laughs> I'm just gonna turn around and say, I, you were a shit teacher. I knew you were there. I just didn't want to talk to you. Fuck off. And then I'm just gonna walk away. <laughs> I blame the parents. <laughs> Let's go. <sighs> and you make a break for the next carriage, which we will reveal in the next episode. Diego winks at the Babadook as he's pulled out. <laughs> oh, the Bab, the the queer icon, the Babadook. Is the Babadook fit? Diego it's fucked the Babadook. Always, icon. always, and forever. Fittest. That hat, man. Those fingers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what them what them fingers do? The Babadook. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say it. Oh, we're just what we're one fucking brain cell today. It hurts. <laughs> You've been listening to Roll Plus Heart. Today was the first part of our game of The Great Soul Train Robbery, a game by Cloven Pine Games. Your GM was Sarah Keep, and your players were Bex Watson as Preacher Adeline Cross, Helen Gaffney as Virginia Reed, and me, Jen Blundell, as Diego de la Verga. Our theme music was composed by David Shaw, and it was mixed and mastered by Mark Anderson. If you are enjoying the show and want to support it in some way, there are multiple things you can do. First one is tell a friend, share the love. A personal recommendation goes way farther than anything we can do on social media or anything like that. Number two, you can subscribe to the show so that when new episodes come out, they are downloaded straight to your listening device. Number three, if you want to support in a financial way, you can go to Patreon. Where from as little as £1 a month, you can get access to a bunch of bonus audio content, such as interviews with us, session zeros, talkback episodes, and bonus one-shots, including some with special guests. And if that's not incentive enough, we have some fun stretch goals. If we hit £50 a month, then Bex is going to recite all of the mummy by heart for us on recording. And if we hit £65 a month, then we're going to sit down and design our first TTRPG. We have the concept already. Do we have the skills? That remains to be seen. A big thanks to all of our patrons so far, but also a big thanks to everyone who is just listening anyway. Do not worry. Money is tight. I get it. This, it doesn't matter. We love you all equally, okay? You're all amazing. Just thank you so much for enjoying the show and supporting us. And an extra big hug goes out to M. You got this, girl. If you want to contact us, you can tweet at us at RollPlusHeart. We are on Twitter. We also have an email address at RollPlusHeart at gmail.com. Bex is on Twitter at StarlingDust. And Sarah's on Twitter at PenguinPanic. I think Sarah's also sneaking around on a bunch of other social media too. I think she has a Tumblr. If you want to hear more from us, you can follow Bex on Twitch, where they sometimes stream art and games. They are a flipping superb artist, so I highly recommend going there and following their art journey in particular. 
Also, me and Sarah do another actual play podcast, a Dungeons and Dragons podcast called Quest Fantastic, about a bunch of retired adventurers who come out of retirement to rescue an old friend. That's one running continuous story and it's been going for the past year, but it is not too late to catch up. Episodes are deliciously manageable and superbly edited. Not by me. Not not by me, by someone far more skilled. I also do a film review podcast with my good friend Paul called Jen and the Film Critic. And Helen is currently working on a video game project that she says is called Super Super Mario Bros? Something like that, but she says it's going to be huge. Our next episode will be out on Wednesday the 29th of March, and that will be the second part of The Great Soul Train Robbery. Until then, hasta luego, which is essentially just saying until then, until then, but you know. But there's no other things in this room apart from the skeleton in the bed. And it's quite a sparse caboose. (laughs) You've got a sparse caboose. Virginia knows that if um, she came across... How dare. (laughs) 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 That was a a fucking burn right there. Yeah, sorry. I got got a great ass, thank you. <laughs> true. I want that it on is the record. True. I have to keep myself from touching it every time we yeah. see each other. Remember when we all got together and spent the whole weekend slapping each other's bums and going, <laughs> Yes. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> like we were ascending, like that weird little clip. <laughs> <laughs> I guess what? I'd actually forgotten that. Yeah, now that's I good. I, every so often I remembered that we did that. It was very good. <laughs> and i tried to explain it to david when i got back home and he just gave me a look like (laughs) whatever makes you happy